Greetings, greetings. It's an honor to be with you today. Happy New Year to everybody. This being our first broadcast video uh, for the new year, I want to wish you a happy 2024. And I pray that all of God's blessings would be yours. Now, we're starting the new year, new year off with a bang. And today's message is entitled Master of Manipulation. Master of Manipulation. And the acronym, that's the acronym for mom. Okay, and you're going to see where that fits in. And today we're, we're talking about manipulation. And um, why I think manipulation is such a important topic moving forward in 2024 and beyond is because I believe sometimes we can have a one-sided view as far as manipulation is concerned. Me personally, whenever I've heard a preacher or a teacher talk about manipulation and the spirit of Jezebel, uh, it is normally uh, portrayed from a view of the parishioner or the saint of God in the pew being uh, this person under the influence of this spirit. And it it can be deceptive, and I'm going to prove to you why I say that from the Word of God today. Today we're talking about Jezebel, because this spirit is actually referred to as the Jezebel spirit. You probably recognize it uh, from that uh, definition. But it's master of manipulation. It's the spirit of manipulation. So the question is, who was Jezebel? Well. I did a little research on Jezebel. Jezebel was a Phoenician born in Lebanon. She was the wife of King Ahab, okay, which means that she was queen. So, and also, most notably, Jezebel was also the prophetess of Baal. So we know that Jezebel was Baal's prophetess. She was this queen that caused her husband Ahab to go a whoring after other gods. Uh, of course, Ahab wouldn't have been caught up in this mess if he had sticked with the laws and principles of God, which was not to be mingling with these other nations, but that's another story. But I, I want to I want us to take note of the fact that she was one, a queen, Ahab's wife, and she was the prophetess of, of uh of Baal, sorry. So this woman was a person in leadership. Why am I emphasizing that? It's because primarily, if we go according to what's in the Word of God, pardon me, we'll discover that this spirit is, especially in this day and time, prevalent in leadership. I'm not saying that it's not an abuse. Anybody can be um, subjected to the spirit if they are not walking in accordance with the word of God and allowing the spirit of God to have uh, domain in their lives this spirit can overcome you so let's go a little further so how do we identify the spirit of witchcraft because this spirit is a spirit of witchcraft witchcraft or sorry manipulation is a form of witchcraft and I, I and it's alarming that yes 
it is present in the body of Christ. It was present then and it is present now. Let's go to Revelation 2, one of the great accounts of this. Here is the Lord speaking to John by way of Revelation. And we're in Revelation chapter 2, verses 18 to 23. We're identifying the spirit of witchcraft because I believe we've got to be able to identify the signs that witchcraft, that the spirit of manipulation, the spirit of Jezebel is at work. So it says here, And unto the angel of the church in Thyatira write these things, saith the Son of God, who has his eyes like unto a flame of fire, and his feet are like fine brass. I know your works, and charity, and service, and faith, and patience, and your patience, sorry, and your works, and the last to be more than the first. Now, before we get into the things that point out that witchcraft is present, first of all, acknowledge that the Lord said, I know your works. Among the works that he listed was charity. Now, we don't, he mentioned faith also and patience, which are aspects of love, which are attributes of the fruit of the spirit, which is love. Because the fruit of the spirit is love, ladies and gentlemen. So I want, we can stick a pin there because love was present in this church. Now, one of the things we've heard coming up, and you've probably even heard it even as of late, oh, the church don't have no love, <laughs> right? But I want you to take note of the fact that the church had love in this instance. Charity is love. Love was present. The Lord God recognized that love was present among the other attributes that were as a result of the love that was present because that's how love was, was uh, val uh, validated. It was validated by service, by faith, patience. These things validated that love was an operation. So it wasn't just something you said, oh, I got love. It was something that was being demonstrated one to another. So although love was present in the church, that the spirit of Jezebel was still there. I wonder if you hear me today. Although love was all up in there, all up in that congregation, all up in that fellowship, the spirit of Jezebel was still there. So, so it's telling us that the, the so-called perfect church that we are in, and I use air quotes for that, that we are in pursuit of does not exist. So we've got to be careful that we're not, because if we're not led by the Spirit of God, we're going to make crazy decisions. Because although love was evident in the midst, the Spirit was still there. How do we know the Spirit was there? Let's look at the Word of God. Yet I have these, these few things against you because you suffer that woman. Jezebel, which calls herself a prophetess, to cheat, to, sorry, to teach and to, to seduce my servants to commit fornication and to eat things sacrificed unto idols. Now, we know that this is not talking about Ahab's wife because this is probably thousands of years later. In actuality, this is referring to the spirit at work. Now, I think what is noteworthy when you read Revelations 2 and 3 which talks about the seven churches, there was a spirit at work in every church. To prove, further prove my point that although love may be present, although these were churches of God, there were 
there is always going to be opposition by the enemy. That makes us know that we're doing the work and the service of God. So there's no perfect church, but a perfect God. Okay? So the Spirit was, and listen to the things he said was happening, seducing the servants to commit fornication and to eat things, sorry, sacrifice unto idols. Idolatry was something that was prevalent in the time. And we find that as a result of that, these men and women of God were under the influence of this spirit, which is manipulation. And as a result, they were they were eating things that were sacrificed to idols. They were doing they were committing fornication. They you know, the one of the commandments that we should hold dear to heart is have no other gods before me. We have to understand that idolatry is indeed fornication. Whenever we entertain other gods, we must understand that we're opening the door for fornication. But further on, so now that we've identified the spirit, let's look at we're going to look at something that's very important. But before we get there, we have to understand that these men and women of God, it didn't matter what their uh, stage and position were in ministry. They could have been in the pew. They could have been on the pulpit. But the scripture says it seduced the servants. And you may be sitting here saying, I get never. That spirit can never seduce me. We, this spirit is so crafty because it has one of the key ingredients, which is love. 